I'm visiting all 30 stadiums in one season to uncover the hidden stories that make baseball America's pastime. Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Rounding Third with Manish Jane. Today's episode, the Chicago White Sox and U.S. Cellular Field. Before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and apologize up front just in case I accidentally refer to this park as Comiskey or New Comiskey or anything like that during the duration of this podcast. As I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is, for those of you who don't know, exactly two hours between Chicago and Detroit, I spent most of my weekends um, going to Tigers games, but anytime we'd visit Chicago, I would catch a game at Old Comiskey, then New Comiskey, or Wrigley Field. So in my heart, no matter what, for the rest of the time, any stadium that the Chicago White Sox play in will forever be known as some variation of Comiskey Park. So now that that's out of the way, I cannot tell you how excited I am to share this with you because this was a stadium, this was a city that I was looking forward to more than any of the other cities when I was planning this tour. Now I'm sure you must be thinking to yourself, that makes zero sense. You just said you grew up going to this park and coming to the city quite often. Why on earth would you be excited to go to a city that you've clearly been to several times? It's a very, very, very good question, nameless listener. It is because my sister lives in Chicago. And, more importantly, and eh, not more importantly, you know, I should go back and edit that because I'm pretty sure my sister's going to get mad at me for saying more importantly, but I'm going to leave that in. Yes. More importantly, my brother-in-law lives in Chicago. And my brother-in-law, whom I love dearly, had never been to a Major League Baseball game in his life. I'll give you a moment to collect yourself. Have you finished gasping? Are you still clutching at your pearls? Can you please pick up your monocle that has fallen off your face and dropped on the floor? Or into your wine glass. I'm not really sure where monocles fall these days. But yes, you heard me correctly. This lovely gentleman that my sister found to marry had never been to a ball game before. Now to be fair, he's not really a baseball fan. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's never actually seen a full game on television. Let alone at the ballpark. And I want to make something perfectly clear. The fact that he, like millions of others, and... If I'm being completely honest, the majority of my friends, you don't have to like baseball. It's actually quite amazing how few of my friends actively follow the sport or care about it at all. But to be honest with you, that's, that's what I love about my friends. That's what I love about Shakti. If everybody out there was as big of a baseball nerd as I am, life would be pretty boring. We would all just sit around talking about the same three or four things over and over again, and nobody would learn anything new. Nobody would grow. I really like surrounding myself with people who share vastly different interests from me. You know, with Shakti, he's a doctor. That's a world that, that although I did kind of grow up tangentially connected to it, my father's a doctor, my sister's a doctor, and now he's a doctor, I know nothing about that world, really. You know, it's it's a scary and intimidating place for me. But when I get to hear him talk passionately about things he does, I learn something new and I get to live vicariously through him. One of the things that he is passionate about is food. 
And uh, <laughs> that is something that I know nothing about. I am a takeout every night type of guy. But as I've been living in New York for the last six years, every time he comes to visit me, we end up going to some great fine dining restaurant and he treats me to a, a meal that I would have never even known to go and, and look for. You know, he introduces me to chefs and to ingredients and to recipes and to all sorts of things that I didn't even know existed. So the way that I love sports, he loves food and the food industry. And that is something that we can teach each other. And so now finally, after years of him teaching me a little bit about food, I can finally teach him a little bit about the thing that I love. And I can bring him to his first baseball game, which is exactly what I did. And after that game, I ambushed him by sticking a recorder in his uh, face. And I asked him a couple of questions because I wanted to capture his raw, unfiltered emotions and have him be able to explain his experiences to me. But I'll play that for you in a little bit. Before we get to Shakti, I want to talk a little bit about the two games that I went to at the cell. For game one, my parents ended up driving down from Kalamazoo, which was a lot of fun. I had actually just seen my mother. For those of you who listened to some of the previous podcasts, you know that my mom had very recently driven from Seattle to LA and then LA to Minnesota with me. So I just spent about 50 hours in the car with my mom, but I hadn't seen my dad in several months. So this was really kind of fun to be able to take my parents uh, to a game. My mom, by the way, at this time was an old pro. She knew exactly what the routine was. She knew when to get to the ballpark. She knew who I needed to talk to and all the different angles of the stadium that I wanted to go take pictures of. It was pretty cute to see her kind of telling my dad to to back off a little bit and then let me do my work. (laughs) Um, But it was really a lot of fun. It was really cool. And what really actually ended up being serendipitous about the whole thing was that here I was, I had planned this tour months in advance, I happened to be in Chicago on this date, and I happened to be at the stadium for the 2013 season debut of one Alex, I don't know his middle name, Rodriguez. From the moment we got to the stadium, all you could see were news vans lined up around the block. ABC, CBS, NBC, Nightly News, CNN, everybody. They were all there, and there were producers with their cameramen in tow (laughs) running around outside the stadium trying to find the saddest soundbite that they could put (laughs) on their broadcast. It was actually pretty fun to watch, just kind of sit back and watch the chaos of all these different news productions trying to get something. I don't know. I, I mean... Look, I, I respect them all. They're, they're, they're doing a job. They, it's a new story, I guess. But this was just a meaningless Monday regular season game between one team and the Yankees who their playoff aspirations were quickly dwindling and one team in the White Sox who had no playoff aspirations to speak of during at least this 2013 season. I understand that A-Rod is this polarizing figure and and this was his first game back. He had just been levied with his 211-game suspension and he was appealing it, but the chaos of we have to find the saddest person out there or the angriest person out there to say something was a fascinating look into how our wonderful news media works. 
But this is not a critique on the media. This is more so just, it was fun. It was just in, in the middle of this kind of cool tour that I was doing, you, you know, you can never expect anything can happen any game you go to. There's 81 of these a year in your hometown. You go to all 81, chances are something special is going to happen. For me at this one, it was seeing Mr. Rodriguez and seeing how he can fire up a crowd. Because say what you will about him on the field, off the field, whatever extracurricular activities he may or may not have gotten into in his life to help his career. The moment, and I mean the millisecond that his toe hit the top of the stairs to step out onto U.S. Cellular Field, the 20-plus thousand people in attendance who I guarantee you at least 10,000 of them would not have been there had it not been for A-Rod, rained down booze. It sounded like there was 100,000 people in that stadium. It was hysterical to see how viciously these people booed this man. There was an energy inside of that stadium that I honestly don't know if I could describe. It was nearly 30,000 people focusing all of their collective rage onto one human being. Every time he stepped foot on that field, I don't care if someone was... In the middle of a conversation, they would stop mid-sentence to just to just boo him mercilessly. And you know, normally you'll get you know, 60-40 split, 70-30 split. You know, you'll get a good chunk of the crowd that will go against the popular opinion. But on this day, in this moment, for this man, he had no supporters. Now, I'm sure that's gonna change. And I'm sure. His saga is nowhere near complete yet, and we're going to see what's going to happen to him. But for that one night in Comiskey Park, excuse me, U.S. Cellular Field, there was only one villain on this planet, and his name was Alex. Still don't know his middle name, Rodriguez. But that's enough about A-Rod. I want to give you Southsiders some credit. I understand that Wrigleyville and the Cubs and Wrigley Field has its own aura and has its own legend and is a tourist destination all unto itself. So that area has been built up with bars and restaurants and kind of a cool, fun scene. When you make your way down to the south side, don't expect to see the same frivolity and excitement and whimsical nature that you're used to up there on the north side. The cell is in the middle of nowhere. And when you get down there, there's not a lot of fun, cool places to hang out and pregame at. If you're going to U.S. Cellular Field, you're going to see baseball. You're not going to find a lot of Australian tourists that have made the flight all the way over here just to catch a game on the south side. What you are going to find, however, are some really fun baseball fans. You know, it always fascinated me that before 2005, the Cubs and the Red Sox always got the national press. You know, the Cubs with the, you know, the lovable losers, the Red Sox with the curse. The White Sox hadn't won a World Series since 1917. You know, 2005, they won, and so they, they, I guess, broke their, in my opinion, curse of the Black Sox. And maybe that is the reason. Maybe they weren't able to build their legend, their lore, because the reason they didn't win was because the baseball gods were punishing them for throwing the World Series. But the fact that that city so wholeheartedly embraces the Cubs and so amazingly disregards the White Sox and just, it's, it's crazy. Chicagoans and the last century 
You have exactly two World Series rings. Both of them are via your Chicago White Sox. Explain to me why so many of you go out to Wrigley Field and none of you seem to care about your Southside brethren. Now, look, I'm a Tigers fan. I'm coming from the AL Central, so I got no problem with the White Sox being at the bottom of the division. Sorry, White Sox fans. I got to be honest. But as a baseball fan, I don't get it. The fans that I met in Chicago, let me rephrase, the fans that I met on the south side of Chicago were unbelievable. They were knowledgeable. They were excitable. They were passionate. They were a little bit frustrated. It's a bit of a down year. But they were paying attention to the game on the field. For those of you who listened to my Wrigley episode, you heard me go off a little bit on the fact that a large portion of the fan base in Chicago uh, on the north side watched the game with their back towards the field. And that I'm pretty sure a good percentage of them didn't even know there was a baseball game going on. They went to a social club and a baseball game broke out behind them. I want to give the White Sox fans that show up year after year a tremendous amount of credit. That is a stadium. I loved Old Comiskey. And to be honest, I want to love this new ballpark. One of the big problems is you guys built it the wrong way. For those of you who have not been to U.S. Cellular Field, when you're walking up the ramps to get to the upper decks, you get a spectacular, amazing view of downtown Chicago. But when you're actually sitting in the stadium, that's all behind you. And so in front of you, you see nothing but open sky. And I think if you would have just turned that stadium, if home plate is where center field actually is, and you just rotated that stadium 180 degrees, it would be really quite something spectacular. I don't know, that's kind of a weird sentence. It'd be lovely. It'd be nice. In this new park, they've got one of the old showers that they used to have at Old Comiskey. You can check out pictures of that at roundingthird.net. They got a lot of really cool stuff. I don't know. I guess this this charm that, that the White Sox, uh, I'm sorry, rather the, the Cubs have on, on the nation, maybe it has to do with WGN. You know, maybe that was the big problem right there that one of them had a national contract and one of them didn't. So you got a lot of people across the country that grew up watching Cubs games and not necessarily White Sox games. But Chicago, you, your city, I'll say it again. You got two rings in the last 100 years. They're both from the White Sox. They're both in the south side of Chicago. Why don't you go give them a little bit of your money for the time being? Not too much, though, because I kind of want my Tigers to win a World Series sometime soon. So you know what? Wait for my Tigers to win a World Series, then go ahead and funnel the money down to the south side. Because honestly, once you get inside the stadium, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's not a lot to do outside, but hey, why are you going to ball games to begin with? If you're going because you like the social atmosphere and you like the experience, then fine. Go up to Wrigley and, and don't pay attention to the game. But if you guys are baseball fans out there, get down to the south side and enjoy yourself some White Sox baseball. And by the way, that does not mean that Cubs fans aren't baseball fans. I feel like I shouldn't have to explain myself here. If you're a Cubs fan, you should know what I'm talking about. But just, I will clarify a bit. You know, no matter who you are, if you if your team has got a national identity, whether you're the Cubs or the Braves or the Yankees or the Red Wings or the Lakers or the Cowboys, just any team that is nationally known for something other than winning championships, I think that you tend to attract 
some some looky loos, some folks who may not necessarily be a fan of the sport, but for whatever reasons in their own brains, they feel like they need to fake it and they need to act like they're fans. And so they tend to be attracted to the teams like the Cubs, who they can learn a couple of catchphrases, they can learn about Harry Carey or goats or whatever, and that way they feel comfortable at a party. I suppose at the end of the day that it's just them trying to to fit in, and I guess that is an admirable aspiration, but you don't really see a lot of that at the White Sox games. At the White Sox games, you got people who are showing up, they know exactly why they're there, and they do fit in. There's very little uh, insecurity about being a White Sox fan. They know exactly who they are, and I appreciated that about going to a game at U.S. Cellular Field. But that actually leads me perfectly into my interview with Shakti. Because as I mentioned earlier, Shakti is a guy that, you know, he made no um, secret about the fact that he just wasn't really a baseball fan growing up. And if you're not a baseball fan when you're a kid, it's kind of hard to come to it when you're an adult. It's one of those games that it looks a lot more daunting from the outside in. If you didn't grow up learning how to play the game and learning the idiosyncrasies of it and kind of the fun ritualistic aspects of it and just the the weirdness of it all, it can look pretty daunting as an adult. So this was a really fun experience for me, but I'm going to talk about that after you listen to Shakti's response to going to his first ever Major League Baseball game. So without any further ado, it's a quick one. It's only about five or six minutes, but here I was able to capture a grown man, his first experience laying his eyes on a Major League Baseball diamond. All right, so we are sitting now in uh, the car driving back from U.S. Cellular. The uh, White Sox won 3-2, and I have officially now taken my brother-in-law to his first ever Major League Baseball game. Now, for those of you who have been listening, you've heard me mention him one or two times, and so now we finally got to hear his experiences at U.S. Cellular. So, Shakti, what did you think of your first ever Major League Baseball game? Well, the first thing is it was fantastic, and... I have to thank you for actually taking me to this game because I would have never gone myself. Um, but I think what struck me the most was how you know, you know, conversations just flowed. You know, people were just you know talking, um, very social atmosphere, which you know I haven't seen in any other like sporting events. So no, I really enjoyed myself. It was really really great. So now, and you may not know the answer to this question, and that's okay. But why do you think you really never? went to a baseball game before this, even when you were a kid, did, did, did it never really appeal to you, or what was the reason? No, you know, it's, it's kind of weird, because, like, um, I grew up, like, you know, having some baseball cards at home, my friends would talk about, like, baseball, but in general, it, it wasn't something that, um, it was, you know, part of Indian culture, my, my parents never took me to a baseball game, and it was always something that I've wanted to do, but never could really... I felt like I could never really identify with it, um, but I feel like as a child, if I grew up with it, like if you know people took me to the games or, you know, or even played in a little league, um, I would be you know, you know, much more um, kind of understanding of the game and and really appreciate it. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Well, sadly, you were not able to catch all nine innings of the game because you were busy saving lives. 
uh, Shakti is a doctor for those of you who do not know and he was caught up at the hospital so he was not able to uh, see the first couple of innings but after those first couple of innings we saw a pretty good pitching matchup and kind of an exciting uh, ninth inning there so what was do you think your favorite aspect of uh, your time at the game today? I think what what I doesn't come across um, on TV that comes across um, you know watching the game is just kind of the speed of the game uh, I, I mean seeing how fast um, you know the pitcher like just throws that ball is crazy <laughs> it's crazy and it's you know I, and it, it just doesn't translate on TV I don't know for why it doesn't but I think that was the most impressive thing that I you know saw today um, yeah I think that, that was probably the most you know well, you know, you know, that's one thing that in addition to just the speed, it's um, how big the actual field is, is something that people don't generally get a sense of on television. And even actually when you're sitting in the stadium, it's hard to see. I've been lucky enough to be uh, to stand on several fields. And uh, when you're standing in the outfield, you know, looking into home plate, it's it's longer than a football field there. So when you see these guys in the outfield throwing the ball from you know, left field or center field to home plate, you really get a sense of how athletic these guys actually are. And so the old jokes about baseball players being at, you know, out of shape or fat or whatnot is, is kind of goes right out the window when you're watching them live. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. And the other thing is uh, you kind of, maybe because our seats were so great, I don't know, but it, you kind of feel almost closer to the game. You know, when you go to like a football game, it's just like so massive. The stadium is so massive and like the field is just there, but you really, you know, you don't feel like um, you're kind of like watching it from afar or something. But here it was just almost like immersive. It was kind of cool. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the beauties of the ballpark is that it is a much more intimate type of, of experience. You're right. In, in football, and it's not even just, you know, we did end up having some pretty decent seats. And as always, you can check them out at roundingthird.net. But um, in addition to that, even if you're sitting on the upper deck there, you do still feel like sometimes that you're right on top of the play. I mean, there is really... In most stadiums, not a bad seat in the house. Where in a lot of ba uh, football or basketball or hockey arenas, if you're too high up, you may as well, you know, just carry a little pocket TV. You can't see what's going on. Um, so all right. So now, for all the interviews that I do, I always ask people, "What is your earliest memory of going to a major league ballpark?" So now you've actually got an earliest memory of going to a major league ballpark, albeit came a little bit late in life. Uh -huh. So in 30 years, when someone else interviews you and says, "What was your earliest memory at a ballpark?" What do you think you're going to really the overall experience, what are you going to take away from just the entire day today? Um, I think the biggest thing I'll take away is kind of the, 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 the overall atmosphere. It was different than the basketball games I've attended, different than the football games I've attended. It's, it's just much more friendly atmosphere, much more collegial. People are willing to chat. It was just a cool atmosphere. I think that's the number one thing I would take away. All right, very well said. Well, thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you had a good time. Oh, I loved it, man. Thank you. And we're back. So, like I said earlier, I did kind of ambush him with that interview, so he wasn't fully prepared. But I really wanted to get his completely uncensored, unfiltered emotions as to his first ever ball game. And the one thing that was really fascinating to me was here's a guy that had never been to a ballpark before, and in his first game, he was able to capture the essence of the exact reason why I like to go to the ballpark, really in just seven innings. 
because like we mentioned, he sadly showed up a couple innings late. Uh, he got caught at the hospital, and so it, it took him a while to get down to the ballpark. But when he got there, you know, <laughs> my sister went to go get him. Um, I had wanted to go get him, but she decided to go to the gate and bring him to the seats. And I saw him walk down the stairs, and I looked up at him as he was walking down the stairs. And the closer he got to the field, his eyes just bugged out of his skull. Like it was, it was really quite a a beautiful little moment there for me because I could see the sense of wonder in his eyes that I, I guarantee you I had in my eyes the first time I saw a baseball field, but it was so long ago at this point that I don't fully remember that moment, but I got to see it right there in front of me. And I got to see just how the grandiosity of it all, I could see it wash over him, that this is something that when you see it in person, you really get a different sense for what a baseball diamond really is. I'm not lucky enough to have kids of my own quite yet, so maybe one day I'll be able to show my children their first ballpark, but for now, this is the closest I'm going to get. And being able to see the wonder in his eyes when he walked down those steps is something that I'm never going to forget. The other thing that he mentioned that he just hit right on the head, you know, hit the nail right on the head, was the conversational aspect of the game. You've heard me talk about this in this podcast several times before, but that honestly is why I love going to the ballpark more than anything. That is the community that we as baseball fans have together. Well, when we come to the ballpark, yes, we're coming for the game. Yes, we're coming because we want to support our team. We want to support our players. We want to hopefully win a championship. But honestly, when you just come out to a game, you also just want to talk to your neighbor. You want to get to know the people sitting around you. I've said it before and I'll say it again, but baseball is a game that was built for conversation. It was built for contemplation. You know, he called it collegial, which uh, I really liked. I'd never thought about it that way. I'd never put, put it in those terms. But, you know, that's what happens when you bring someone with fresh eyes, when you bring someone who doesn't have their preconceived notions of what they think a baseball game should be, and they just get to see it. And that's one thing that I can't recommend enough. If you guys have friends of yours, family members of yours, if you know people who've never been to a ball game, bring them. Take them buy them a ticket to one game. Bring them out. No pressure. Don't tell them you're going to make them into a baseball fan. Don't tell them that you know they need to do this and this is they don't know what life is until they go to a ball game. No, just it's no pressure situation. Just say, hey, I got an extra ticket. Why don't you come hang out for a couple of hours and just see how it is. When I lived in D.C., I used to have season tickets to the Baltimore Orioles, and I bought two tickets, one for me and one for a stranger. And what I would do is I would bring people that had never been to a baseball game before, and I would bring them out to Camden Yards. I'm telling you, there was no better feeling in the world to me than when I saw a baseball game through fresh eyes, through someone who had no idea what to expect. And it's just fun. I have yet to bring someone to a baseball game and have them be bored. Or have them say this wasn't fun. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they all became baseball fans. They did not. A couple of them did. Most of them, you know, probably are never going to go to a baseball game again. But for those three hours, they had the absolute time of their life. After I turned off my recorder so that Shakti could concentrate on driving us home safely, I asked him if he would ever consider going to a ball game again. And before I could even get the question out, he told me unequivocally yes that he absolutely wants to come back and he's going to bring my sister and they're going to have a wonderful time. Speaking of my sister, 
I didn't really talk too much about her during this episode. Suffice to say, she is also not the world's biggest baseball fan, but as she is my sister, she has been dragged to countless sporting events over her life, and she's always had a pretty good time. Uh, sorry, Shika, I love you with all my heart, but the reason I didn't really talk too much about how much fun it was to go to a game with my sister in Chicago, this day was all about Shakti. This day was all about making sure that Shakti's first experience at a major league ballpark was a good one. And I'm pretty confident that I can say that I succeeded in my goal and that this entire tour will have been worth it because I finally got my brother-in-law to a baseball game. So with that, we're going to wrap up yet another episode of the podcast. As always, I need to thank Blake White for the intro and the outro music. Icarus Ronan for his tireless efforts, helping me out with the website and many other aspects of my life. Thanks for that, buddy. Krishna Jane, as always, you are just the world's best photo editor. I don't know what I'd do without you. I want to thank my mom and dad for making the trip down from Kalamazoo and catching the game with me. And I want to thank my sister and, of course, the guest of honor, Shakti, for also doing the same and working their, their schedules around me so they could catch a game with me. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Head on over to roundingthird.net where you can see pictures and write-ups of all the stadiums I've been to so far. Follow me on Twitter at roundingthirdmj. As always, if you have any questions whatsoever or any feedback or anything you want to tell me, email me at roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. That's roundingthirdpodcast at gmail.com. And join me next time as I continue to round third. Heading for home. Jane.